Danielle, you hot messes. It is your hot mess teacher express conductor, Jess Smith. Over the last couple episodes, we've been talking a lot about this teaching career. A lot of us have been feeling like there has to be more than this. I want to do more, but I'm so exhausted mentally and physically from the day-to-day of this education career that we chose, but there has to be more. And sometimes all you need is that support or a voice of another human telling you that there is more. You need a voice to empower you and show you how to prioritize find your purpose, and also stoke your passion. I'm so excited about today's podcast and guest. She is definitely not a hot mess, but she's definitely welcome on the Hot Mess Teacher Express. She is a mom of five, an empowering businesswoman, and a supportive teacher to teachers, weekly inspiring podcaster. Oh, and also finds time to connect with her community and sell her resources on Teachers Pay Teachers Workout and I don't maybe sleep every now and again. I'm not I'm not too sure. <sighs> Anyone else want a nap? Goodness. Okay. Her journey to her now has not been an easy one, but is one that truly takes on the meaning of the phrase, the best is yet to come. This woman is one that I am so ready to be inspired by and learn from, especially going into this year away from the classroom. So please give a warm welcome to Casey Morris. Take that recording with me in life. And if I'm ever having a bad day, I'm just going to replay everything that you just said, and it's going to make my day better. Thank you for all of the kind words. I appreciate it. I'm I'm stoked to be here. I am. This is a conversation I've so been looking forward to because I think going into this year, for me specifically, and I know for a lot of other educators, it's it's hard to think that we can do more. <laughs> Because we're so burnt out, and Amen and you are just literally empowering queen to teachers everywhere. So I'm so excited that you're here. You have a lot going on. Like personally, you just had a baby. Yeah, she's cute she too. is so cute. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You got a girl. You got a girl. You know, I did speak that into the universe, too. When I was 12, I said I was going to have five kids, four boys, and then a girl. I don't know how it happened that no. way. No. <gasps> true story. Wow. Yeah. So we had to try one more time, but the baby-making factory is now officially We're closed. closed. <laughs> we done. I got my girl. <laughs> but you're, you're killing it. I really want to talk about CEO teacher because this is your business. This is what you do now. So tell me a little bit about CEO teacher. What is it? What do you do? Sure. Because it's a weird name. When you hear it, you may not really understand (laughs) what it is, but it is a way that we empower teachers to make a bigger income and impact. You know, that was one thing that we wanted to make sure all of our students knew is that this is really about helping more people than just making money. If you allow it to be about the transformation of other people, it becomes something even cooler. So what we do is I teach teachers how to sell their lesson plans online, but it's, it's a little deeper than that. You know, it's not as easy as you just put up a resource, it sells and you're a millionaire. Although I I think at one point it could have been that easy, but now in 2021, it's a lot harder than that. So we 
help where we have a team of almost 17 now and we coach and help thousands of educators get started the right way and what we've noticed over the years is that it's given them a sense of their own purpose again you know they don't have that label of i'm just a teacher they've gotten to step into this role of i'm a ceo teacher and to mm. watch their transformation has just been the coolest thing ever i got to interview three of our students last night and I cried, which, you know, I'm a hormonal mess right now after just having a baby. But <laughs> to hear their words, one of them said, um, this program has made me feel limitless now. I'm a teacher, a fourth grade mm. teacher, but now the sky is the limit for me. I'm an influencer on Instagram. I'm doing all of these things with my blog. I speak at teacher conferences. Another girl just decided to stay at home. She's pregnant. She has two babies at home. And she said, this has been blessings on blessings on blessings. You know, they're making their teaching salary. This has become not just a quote unquote side hustle, but this is their livelihood. We've made it a real business. And that is the coolest feeling ever is that I get to help teachers start if they're just getting started or expand their teacher business. And to watch them go from burnout to blessings on blessings yeah. and feeling limitless, <laughs> like that's why I was put on this planet. I, I love that. And when they start to take on that persona that they are limitless, I, I feel like you kind of spoke about it earlier, like speaking it into existence and how much that takes over your psyche and like what you actually feel like you can accomplish and what you can accomplish. Yes. So and that's one of my students, Kiana, she was talking about it last night and we, we, we just mentioned it, but she said that when she decided to enroll in our programs, it was a moment for her. She was like, I mm. knew that that moment was going to change everything. And here she is just a few months later, she's basically made her teaching salary last month, like the same, almost the same amount, just a few months later, uh, because she knew that that was going to happen when she decided to join us. And she's been in, you know, she's in every single coaching call. She's taking all of the coursework. So we now have a proven method that works. It's just if you're willing to put in the work and watching mm -hmm. all of these teachers has been, it's the coolest feeling ever. That's so awesome. That's And that's like the dream for teachers too, is to be able to create a side hustle and make that your absolute passion. That was kind of your beginning of your journey, right? Into yeah. creating this business. How did this all start for you? So it started with a really poor educator and, uh, and her <laughs> husband and all of these children that we had. We were struggling financially. My husband was a non-certified teacher while I was going to college, which back in the day, you brought home about $1,200 a month if you were a non-certified teacher. Can you even, like what, who can survive on that, right? Oh no. Oh no. Oh and, no. <laughs> and we were paying child support. You know, we I had a stepson, so we were paying child support. So basically, we were bringing home next to nothing. And we I decided to go back and be an educator myself and I had uh my baby my first baby boys were 12 months and 11 days apart and I had the husband, I had the job. I finally graduated and got a teaching job and I had the life that I thought I always wanted. And yet something was really missing inside. Not only were we unable to pay the bills, we were on government assistance, but I was struggling from deep postpartum depression. And I, I talk about it a lot, open freely now. I can talk about it now without crying, but there was a time when <laughs> I cried every time I chatted about it because I never thought it would happen to me. And at 20 years old, 
I was in the darkest days of my life when I was supposed to have the happiest, you know, those were supposed to be the happiest, but I missed four years of my kids' lives. I don't remember them. People like say, you know, oh, you know, talk about my kids when they were babies. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember four years of their lives because of that time Mm -hmm. in my life. And while I was teaching, I was struggling and I decided to just go online and find a teacher that had already done the lesson plans for me. Cause the last thing I wanted to do was to write <laughs> lesson plans and be a teacher when I couldn't even get my life together at home. Yeah. And Ugh. teachers pay teachers saved me. It saved me in, in so many ways. That's how it first saved me was I found a teacher that was writing lesson plans for me and it gave me an excitement again about teaching because I didn't do the work. My kids were doing really well and they were all behaving and we were having fun and I was looking forward to coming to work. And I was like, this is what it's supposed to be like to be a teacher. And then one random fall day in 2013, I was drinking a beer, watching trashy reality television with my husband. And I looked at him and said, babe, I think we can, I think I can do this. Like, these are so much fun for my students. I think I want to start trying to sell my lesson plans online. And he said, go for it. I said, I'm just going to pay our Netflix bill, which at that time was $8.99 when they sent the DVDs (laughs) to you. And uh, little did I know that it would turn into what it is today. But in a few short years, I tripled my teaching salary. And now I own a multi-million dollar company. (laughs) That's crazy. It's like crazy town so crazy oh my gosh and did you did you always plan on it being this big like no way but you know I think it's because you can't even dream as big as your dreams could be especially when you're on government assistance you take Mm. Wick to the grocery store to get you know formula for your kids Mm -hmm. you have no way to dream about a life that looks like that. I don't, you know, Mm -hmm. my dream was just to not come home and cry every afternoon at that time (laughs) because it was, yeah, it was just so hard. Um, but as, as it develops, your dreams get bigger and your, and the amount of impact you can have gets larger. So I've seen my students who say, Casey, I just want to make a hundred dollars a month. That's all I need. And it is all you need. And then once you make the hundred dollars, then we can dream a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And, um, who knew? E- even my wildest dreams, though, I could have never have painted it as beautiful it is, as it is now. That is amazing. And like, okay, you're you're talking about this transition. And some people are literally in the beginning stages of that. And they're feeling the feeling the feels it's really hard right now. How did you keep going? Like, was it the vision that kept you going? Was it just the the thought of more? And like, you could be so. more? <clears throat> So the very first month, I made $50. Now, my goal was $8.99. So I made $50. And I was like, I did this. I made this, you know? (laughs) And so it was really cool. I was being paid for performance. And something that a lot of teachers love to talk about, but it's a real thing, is that the teacher next door to you, no matter what effort they put into their teaching, makes the same paycheck that you make. And... That was hard for me because mm. I'm up mm. teaching. I, you know, I'm doing all mm-hmm. the things. All we're doing all the things. Interactive notebooks. You know, we're we're walking outside. We're learning about poetry on a whole new level. We're incorporating social media. You know, we're doing all of these things. And then the teacher next door is not doing anything, and yet they're still making the same amount of money that I'm making. Mm. And I remember feeling defeated, but I knew that that just wasn't who I was called to be. I was called to be a really good teacher. So as I started creating these resources for my kids and listing them online, 
and seeing a return like 50 bucks shut up like all my hard work is paying off that was kind of how i felt about it and from there it just kind of yeah. went crazy i made 400 dollars my first year and then six thousand, and then i tripled my teaching salary in three years time like mind blown yeah um and my husband and i were laughing we were going to the beach every weekend we were like come on kids because we had money to like go and do you know so we stayed in a hotel yeah. for the first time with our kids and that was so crazy and we had the best time and um if you're just getting started and you're thinking to yourself man i don't know if i can keep going or oh i only made 50 dollars this month or whatever it's little small habits that are compounded together over a long stretch of time. Mm -hmm. I am not the smartest person you'll ever meet. I am not the brightest, but I'm consistent. And one thing that I encourage mm -hmm. my students to do and everyone that's listening is that it doesn't have to be huge. It can be something teeny tiny that you do every single day. And eventually that'll lead to crazy results. I'm reading a book, I may have mentioned that, The Compound Effect right now. And it's so real about mm -hmm. You know how just small things even like weight loss you know i've got this baby weight and i'm 20 pounds heavier than i've ever been and you get frustrated because you're like i'm i'm pretty sure i'm starving and i've worked out this week like where are my abs you know what i mean <laughs> and it, yeah, uh -huh. it's just so it, it's hard but if i do this every single week for six months then I'll be back to where I want to be. And I have to remember that it's a small decision every single mm -hmm. day that's going to lead to a big result. Yeah, it is. It's a small thing every single day that's going to be the most powerful. You know, it doesn't have to be four hours of work in one day for teachers pay teachers in order to f get that. Right. So hard. Nobody watched my Instagram stories. I remember nine people did from my hometown like four years ago. <laughs> And I knew them and I had to see them at Walmart. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> Nobody watched my YouTube channel until one day they did. Mm -hmm. One day they did. And one day I got a call from Amazon. We'll fly you to New York tomorrow. We want you to be on Amazon Live. And that was probably the catalyst that changed everything. It was like, I realized it just takes that one call. That one person who picks up the phone and says, I saw your YouTube video. And I know this sounds crazy, but I'm from Amazon and I'm, we've got a plane ticket ready for you. Can you, can you fly to New York City tomorrow? Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just that small little bit of excitement mm. that every single time I was down on my luck, something happened. Yeah. And it was, it was just this revolutionary thing that kept me going. I like to say I have a spiritual awakening probably once a month. And that keeps me going. My Peloton's part of that. It helps me with those spiritual awakenings, mm -hmm. you know? But if I'm ever down on my luck, which has happened a lot lately with um, having a new baby, I thought I was going back to depression and COVID hit our family for three weeks and it was really hard, but we're back. Yeah. We're back. And when, when you are, when you're down on your luck, are you keeping, you're keeping that consistent, um, those consistent habits up? So even when nine people were watching your story, you kept doing it. I'll see you in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, girl. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you're into theater or not, but the play Hamilton, my kids oh, and I were really. Oh, my gosh. My husband is constant, constantly, constantly oh. Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Oh, Amazing. Yeah. So that's number one on my bucket list is to take my kids to see Hamilton in New yeah. York City when the world opens back up. And because uh, during the during the 
what were we in? The pandemic. Yeah, we're still there. <laughs> uh, that's what we listened to, you know, yeah. every single day we on Disney. And so my kids know all the words, but it was so inspiring to me, especially Alexander Hamilton. He, there's a song he sings and he says, just you wait. Mm-hmm. So even when I knew people were probably making fun of me and I knew that nobody was watching, I wish I would have had that song that I could listen to over and over again that says, just you wait. Mm -hmm. Because in my heart, I always knew it was going to pay off. I just didn't know when. So you took this vision that you had or the tripling your teaching salary. Was that when you decided to leave the classroom or? I tried. I tried to leave the classroom. Um, That year, I told my husband, I said, I think this is it. And I quit my job. And then my stu- two of my students got in a nearly fatal car accident. And they, their parents called me and said, Miss Morris, they want you here. Oh. And I rushed oh. to the hospital, crazy, crazy, um, got to see them. And I called my principal back that same day and said, I want my job back. I can't quit. Like, th- no way. I'm not quitting. This is, you know, I realized how much I meant to them. I had to stay. Like, <laughs> Um, Sorry. And it's totally fine. It's normally me crying. So. <laughs> um, and so I stayed. I stayed for two more years. And at that point, I was making over $100,000 a year on Teachers Pay Teachers. Wow. And my husband encouraged me. He said, if you never go, you're always going to wonder what if. Mm-hmm. You can stay and you can teach for the rest of your life and you can make this side money. But if you never leave, you're always going to wonder what would I have done if I could have worked 40 hours a week on this? Mm. And so I, I quit again. And then my principal said, but can you stay half a year and just teach all the standards <laughs> in half a year and then leave? And I was like, okay. So I stayed for half a year <laughs> again. But you know, all of that. So that was two and a half years worth of quitting and then coming back and then saying, I'm not going to quit. And then thinking about quitting and then quitting and then staying another six months. So when I left... I was ready. And I think it took those moments for me to say, okay, I'm ready. I'm confident. I know I can do this. And while I was there those last few months, I started reading professional development books. And every day during my planning period, I kept my head down and I listened to people that inspired me, Amy Porterfield, Pat Flynn, uh, Dr. Stephen Covey. And I, I had this sense of this is going to work at the time. I had no idea I was going to be helping teachers do this. This was just me selling on Teachers Pay Teachers. Yeah. That was all. Yeah. That was all that I had dreamed of. And I did that for a year or so before I decided to create a program. Uh, Because the number one question that I got asked in Walmart by the people that used to make fun of me, right, was (laughs) how did you do it? And so I made a course and I taught teachers how to do it too. Wow. So this, so this course may basically uh, just encompasses how to navigate TPT and how to sell those resources on TPT, right? Or it's so like, it's that. marketing too, right? Yes, totally. Okay. And it's no longer a course. It's a membership because we realized our teachers really wanted that constant help and interaction. So mm-hmm. it's it has a course portion, but the majority of our program now is weekly coaching and we have coaches that come in and help. Um, but yeah, so it's from ground zero. It's learning how to design and sell your resources on Teachers Pay Teachers, but also we have a lot of people that sell on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about blogging, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, um, 
anything you can think of. But our ace in the hole that really helps a lot of our students is search engine optimization is that when I tripled my teaching salary that year, it was because I went to Barnes and Noble on the weekends and sat on the floor and read SEO for dummies and learned about search engine optimization and found out how to rank higher than the people that had been doing it 10 years earlier than I had been. And that was what I like to call my Willy Wonka's golden ticket. <laughs> Barnes and Noble, right there, right there on the floor. I and the book, so I was just sitting there. <laughs> You're just like just on reading. the floor and Barnes and Noble's like, just you wait, just <laughs> you wait. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> So why should someone on the fence about producing products? I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there on a Thursday at 7.52. The kids are just about to come in and you're like, I have nothing to do because I'm so tired. You go on TPT, you buy something really quick. Why should you go from being a consumer to a producer on TPT? Oh, that's a great question because so many teachers are, you're already a producer. Mm -hmm. You're doing it every single day. We like to say, you're already doing 75% of the work. Just let me give you the other 25%. And you don't have to be a believer when you first get started. That's what we're here for. And people say, well, how long will it take? Well, as long as you want it to take. We have students that have made crazy money in four months. We have some that are still with us in our programs that have been with us for three years. So we hope that our students will continue and go with us forever, but you just have to have this much, a little bit of faith. And when you join us, I think you'll see that, you know, our community is going to take you to new heights. We just, our collaboration, you know, they, everyone says collaboration over competition, but not a lot of people really, really do that. Like they (laughs) say it, but they don't do it. Right. Right. Um, and so I don't even like to say that we, we say there's room for everyone on the playground, but we truly, truly believe it. It was really hard at first because a lot of negative Nancy's were coming in and they mm. didn't believe they could do it. And it was really hard mm. to, um, stop negativity in its tracks, but we have. And so you just have to give yourself a little bit of hope and a little bit of encouragement and let us do the rest. We'll take you on this wild ride. Yeah. And for for those that are um, kind of getting started and like I'm I'm kind of in this boat right now where I'm like oh my gosh like I could be doing so much more which is one of the reasons that I did I did leave my classroom job just because I do want to dedicate the time into my resources but I'm kind of having a really hard time keeping ideas fresh and getting new ideas for products and. I was looking at your TBT store and there's like so much on there and there's other sellers that have so much on there. How do you keep ideas fresh for all of this content? Oh my gosh. Yes. So the very first thing that you do when you get in our programs is called mind mapping and it's three hours. It's it's me for three hours, which seems like a lot, but it has <laughs> changed everything for our students and as we explain different topics so all you have to do is give me an idea like tell me right now we'll do a little coaching session Jess what are you what are you (gasps) oh my gosh really yeah let's do it I'm excited (laughs) (laughs) what am I passionate about like what do you like to make products about I love to make products about picture books Okay, so picture books is your main thing I know that teachers understand mind maps we've done them in collaboration and stuff So we take post-its 
and we're going to write picture books on a post-it. Everyone just visualize with me here, okay? We have it in, in the training. We show you on an actual thing. And you're going to write picture books on there. And then okay. from there, I'm going to ask you, okay, give me three types of picture books that you enjoy writing about. Like it could be science, social studies, or you could be more specific. Um, I, I love writing or I love reading the social emotional books. Okay. So anything by like Jory John, love him. Um, the, I'm trying to think of other ones, like English, like literature. I don't, is that good? Yeah, you're doing a great, <laughs> I'm you're like doing so great. nervous. <laughs> I told you I'm not good at being interviewed. Like I'm usually doing the interview. So just roll with me here. Um, so you enjoy writing about, so, well, they're picture books, but you enjoy social emotional. And then from there, social emotional usually has a few categories. How many different categories are in social emotional learning? <laughs> a lot <laughs> a lot there's so many different ways you can go about doing it so we would take smaller sticky notes and we would list out every single way that we could think of and then from there we would create our own categories that could be related to the months of the year they could be related to different seasons mm. they could be related to grade levels they could be related to age appropriateness they could be um you know colored or they could be black and white and from there, we make all of these little product ideas. So I hope at the end of the mind mapping thing, you got five different pages of product ideas. And then we learn how to lump them together in categories. And once you have them in categories, the beautiful thing about making a real business that a lot of people don't do, they just slap products up on Teachers Pay Teachers, mm -hmm. is they just make products, like whatever came to them in the shower, they just create it and then hope it sells and cross their fingers. So I'm gonna show you how to make sure that all these little ones sell, and then we're gonna bundle them together and create a real business and not just bundle all your best sellers together because that makes it super easy we're going to take all your best sellers and we're going to spread them out over five bundles and we're going to have them in different bundles so your business is generating more revenue than you ever thought possible and it has nothing to do with the amount of effort you put in and everything to do with just how strategic you were on putting your products out oh my gosh my mind is blown right now listen we we can do this all day i mean and it sounds <gasps> It sounds so simple right, right. now. It's a little, it gets a little deeper. There's a lot mm -hmm. more that goes into it. But for example, is we don't want you to make a product that no one is searching for either. Right. Right. Because just because we want to create it doesn't mean that other people need it. Mm -hmm. And so that's a hard pill to swallow. Yep. That's, so we I've learned just, that one a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. But once you create something for 14 days and realize that no one wants to buy it. Yeah. Um, and it's not that they don't want to buy it. They just don't know how to find it. And so that's where the magic happens is we have all these ideas and we create all these bundles. But then I show you how to make sure that they get found and to make sure that people really want them. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I like I'm my mind is like racing right now just because. It is one of those things where you're like, oh my gosh, I have all of the things on my computer, in my Google Drive. I have all of these things that I've created in lessons before. Mm -hmm. And it's just putting a little bit of time into creating stuff and marketing it and and not like being purposeful. Yes, because you have and tons think, of stuff. You just yeah, need a plan. Which... I'm I'm not super great at. It's not one of my strong suits. <laughs> Hence the hot mess teacher express. But I can I can change. What's your enneagram? Oh, I am a nine. Are you? 
why I like you. Are you, are you, what are you? I'm a three. <gasps> my, husband my husband is a, a three. Nine. Oh, my husband's a nine. <laughs> threes love nines and nines love threes. They like balance each other out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A threes, three, threes are crazy. <laughs> All the things that people have thought about me just recording this are probably true. We, there, we, we have great qualities. Like we like to get things done. We like to plan. We are go-getters where if we set a goal, we're going to accomplish it. Those are all the great things about threes. <laughs> the other part of that is that the crazy side is that we hold our worth in our accomplishments. And mm-hmm. so if we don't achieve the next goal, then we can go into a depression. Hello. That was my life, you know, and, um, we aren't good at keeping a lot of friends because threes are very egocentric and they like to be the center of attention, even though they don't, you don't have to be loud or boisterous, but so you have to learn what you're really bad at to figure out how to make yourself better in those areas. And now that I know those things about me, I try to be better. Um, I try to get better, but threes get along really well with certain Enneagrams. And one of them is in the triangle is, is a nine Mm -hmm. and you're a peacemaker. I am. I am. (laughs) (laughs) So I, again, like this is just, this is just who I am in general. And literally the reason why the hot mess teacher express exists is just because I have accepted the fact that I am not a planner. I'm not a type a personality in the sense that I love to think ahead to the next thing. I'm just super go with the flow. I'm not a type a, and I feel like, a lot of teachers are very type A, where other teachers are super, super great at planning and thinking ahead and being organized. I'm very relational mm-hmm. in the sense that I need those kids to have a connection with me. And I need to have a connection with those kids in order to accomplish anything. <laughs> that's that's where my that's where my worth is found, is within those connections and it's really funny that your husband is a nine let me tell you about so my husband and I never argue because he he's a peacemaker so he doesn't argue mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I I don't like to argue anyways but we never ever ever argue unless it's about something in his nine ways that's driving me crazy so for example my husband's a principal and he went to get his doctorate. He finished all of his coursework and then he went to write his dissertation and he said I got to where I wanted to go I don't need the paper that says I'm a doctor. I was like, <laughs> I don't understand. And he's like, I just have no desire to write a dissertation. Like, I finished the coursework. I said, yeah, but you, you can't graduate until you write a dissertation. And he's like, well, why do I need to graduate? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You have to graduate. Our kids are going to think that their dad didn't finish college. Like, you know, they're all he's – and to this day, obviously, I'm still not over it. This was This was probably 10 years ago. And he still, and it's like the funniest thing that we always joke about, but that's the difference between a three and a nine. The three uh-huh. is like, you better get it together. You better finish. Yeah. And the nine is just like, you know, I did what I came to do. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is so funny. So your inner three is like screaming, like, just get it done. That's an accomplishment. I, I really me. said I would write it for him, but he wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo and his nine, because I would be like, go for it. I, <laughs> <laughs> he probably did say that, and I just let it go. But yeah, 
Yeah, it's, you know, we ask our employees too what they are on the Enneagram because we also know which ones don't work well in our high stress environments. Mm -hmm. So that's very important. Yeah. And when, when things are high stress, I tend to go in on myself and avoid everything. And it's literally the last thing that you need to do, but <laughs> that's that's what I am that's what my personality is. When there's conflict, when there's a lot of stress, when I when my to-do list has I can no longer procrastinate anymore, I literally go in on myself. Like how important is that within well, like within the program that you have, is do do you feel like personalities kind of restrict people or? No, not at all. I just think it's important to know both sides of your personality is to really understand mm-hmm. who you are and to know when you're doing those things. So your self-awareness is amazing for you to say, I know that I go in. That's important. If a lot of people can't see that in themselves and that's when it gets dangerous mm-hmm. is when they don't see what happens when they're stressed or when they're happy they they just see this person that's on this roller coaster but if once you take the enneagram like you understand why you are the way you are and it kind of helps you be more go with the flow and just realize that this is just a season yeah yeah um i think that's one of the biggest things that i've i've learned recently is to not put myself in an entirely nine box Mm -hmm. like i can I can grow. I can be more than a hot mess. And <laughs> I can do more than just, you know, maybe sit on the couch and procrastinate all the things. But um, yeah, that's, that's super. Oh, man, that's so interesting about you. Oh, I was so wondering about that, too, about your Enneagram. I love that your husband's a three, though. That's amazing. Oh, goodness. That he but he like he thrives on accomplishments. He thrives on, you know, and making sure that people know that he's accomplished, too. Um, he wants to do all of the things. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just have a quiet Saturday. <laughs> Why do you have to coach all of the sports? <laughs> um, all right. So let are you ever exhausted? <laughs> yeah, I, I drink a lot okay. of caffeine. <laughs> I'm actually looking at my energy packet that I'm going to take before I go to CrossFit. So, um, yeah, I have to do all kinds. Yeah, I, t- I drink a lot of caffeine. <sighs> I'm okay. All right. So caffeine's okay. <laughs> and you're so you CrossFit. That's is that your kind of the way that you take care of yourself? What are some ways that you make sure that you're taking care of yourself? Yes, I like to go to CrossFit. I'm not um, buff or anything. I love Peloton. <laughs> I'm told my husband thinks it's the cheesiest thing ever, and I am so here for it. So I I like to get on the bike and run with the instructors. I've been to the studio. Speaking of bragging on our accomplishments, um, I've been to the Peloton <laughs> studio, and that was one of the coolest experiences ever. But, and then I go outside and I walk and I listen to books. That's how I take care of myself. And oh, and I meditate. I'm into that right now. Oh, I like, how do you, how do you do that? Simple Habit is the app that I use. Okay. And it's for five to 10 minutes a day, but it makes my whole day better. So yeah. So definitely something that you could do during a lunch break or the five minutes that you have alone in your classroom. (laughs) 
Yes, lock the door, put some black thing over the um, window and just rock out five minutes of meditation with your headphones and you'll feel better. Mm. So for those that are struggling within education right now, and there's a lot, (laughs) what piece of advice would you give? It's just a season. It's hard right now. And I can't say that I know what you're going through because I never taught during a pandemic. But I can tell you that I'm here to support you and that this will get better. It may not be when we want it to get better, but it will get better. And when it does, we have to be ready for that too. So we can make the most of it now, or we can still stay in the same cycle, which is not very fun when things feel Mm-mm. burnt out. And they, so mm-hmm. I want to encourage you to come to the other side. I'm a lot, I might be a little much for some people, but our community is full of all different kinds of kinds, which is what's so beautiful is that not everyone's this high energy and not everyone is in your face as much as I am, um, especially our coaches. They all are much more mellow than I am. But <laughs> it's, it's just important to know that you're not alone and that good teachers still exist happy teachers still exist Mm -hmm. even during a Mm -hmm. pandemic and so just push through come hang out with us yeah i love that let's celebrate each other's differences and and also your strengths like i love that you're a go-getter and that you just believe so much in what you are doing it's it's refreshing to me especially the way that I am because I doubt myself a lot because I'm not getting the validation from people. And that's, but to see someone like you who has this self-confidence just literally beaming out of you at all times. I, I love, I love that. And yes, it's intimidating for someone like me who is very, very carefree. But at the same time, that's, I have so much to learn from you. And I have so much to learn from another, another teacher, another person in this community. And um, how often that I feel, we feel so intimidated or um, defeated already because someone's different than us or so I love that you're, I love that you're who you are and what everything that you're doing is just beautiful and amazing. So thank you so, so much. Well, thank you. This has been like a therapy session. I appreciate that. Oh, all right. Can we close out with a little bit of your faves? Let's talk about your faves. Okay. What all right. Talk about? Okay. What is your favorite TV show? Big Brother. Really? Mm-hmm. <gasps> I love Big Brother. I've seen every oh my... season. <laughs> no way. Yeah, twice. Okay, I've oh. never I've never tried Big Brother. But I'm like here for the reality show. I Trashy reality television is my gig. That or yes. Love I- Love Island when my kids are asleep. I love me some Love <sighs> Island. Too hot to handle. Like... <laughs> oh my gosh. So I watch Too Hot to Handle. The, I watched season two. I didn't watch season one, but I watched season two and I was like, oh my gosh. It's totally It was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, season so. one's the best. You got to go back. Okay. All right. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that today for sure. <laughs> well, I'm All right. Your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> your favorite fast food restaurant. I'm not a big fast food girl, but I'm going to do the, the total normal chick thing to say chick-fil-a 
Mm-hmm. I would absolutely agree with you, for sure. We our nearest Chick Fil A in New Hampshire is an hour away from me. So mm. when we I get it, it's one a treat. in my hometown. So I'm there three days a week. <laughs> hey, just Casey coming <laughs> for my biscuit. <laughs> uh, your favorite? This is a weird question, but your favorite time of the day? Five a.m. Ooh. Because it's quiet? Because no one's awake in my house. (laughs) I'm not a morning person at all. I hate getting up. But I get up and I drink my coffee and I plop down and I have, like, I love when my brain is clear. So I do my Mm -hmm. podcast writing at 5 a.m. I read at 5 a.m. Anything that I want to do with a fresh start, I do it at 5 a.m. Ooh, love that. Uh, Your favorite Peloton instructor? Mm. (laughs) It's really hard. I feel like there's a tie between Allie Love, Alex Toussaint, and Cody Rigsby. So I just tried Allie Love for the first time. We got a Peloton in May. May? First of all, that thing is so addictive. Mm -hmm. I have never worked out as consistently (laughs) as I am right now. But Allie, they're all so great. It is like very much like a therapy session. Anytime I go in, I feel like I come out inspired. (laughs) Yeah, do Sundays with love rides. Um, she used to do them every Sunday and talk about a spiritual awakening. You'll have, <gasps> have a few on those. Those are my favorite. Okay. All right. I, it's so cliche. I hate to be the Peloton person, but like, it's a thing. It it's is. a thing. <laughs> All right. Your favorite snack? Mm, my favorite snack would probably be cheesy a cliff bar i love cliff bars the white chocolate macadamia nut ones Ooh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right all right uh your favorite social media platform i like facebook <laughs> i like facebook because i enjoy like going live and chatting with my people and it's it's old school but it's fun for me i enjoy facebook the most all right all right um the favorite part of your job? Everything. <laughs> Honestly, there's not one thing that I don't enjoy doing at all. I enjoy every single part of my job, which is really fun. Now, there's a lot of stress that's involved at certain times. But, um, for example, launching a program is the most stressful, but also my, my <laughs> favorite, too. So it's weird. Yeah. Kind of a double-edged sword. But Yeah. Okay. And favorite coffee order? I get a skinny vanilla latte, a venti skinny vanilla latte from Starbucks. I love a latte. Mm. Mm. All right. That was all my questions for favorites. So, well, thank, thank you, you so much, so for, much for being on board the Hotmiss Teacher Express today and also for just sharing your journey. Um, it's super inspiring and sharing, also sharing your wisdom. Um, where can all of our hot messes continue to be inspired by you? Where, where can we find you? Yeah. If you're looking to get started, you can always go to caseymorris.com slash go, where I'll show you how to start or expand your online teacher business. We've got about a 25 page workbook where I'll walk you through the CEO teacher vision. We'll make our own vision board and we'll learn, you know, how to dream bigger dreams. And I'll take you from step one on how to get started with branding and designing and all of that stuff. So go to caseymorris.com slash go. That's K-A-Y-S-E-M-O-R-R-I-S dot com slash go. 
Yay! And Instagram, Facebook, yeah, everywhere all the places. is either Casey Morris or CEO Teacher. So, but you can type in Casey Morris and find me there. Awesome. All right, Casey, thank you so Thanks, so much. Jess. Seriously, I had so much fun with you. Same. All right, everybody, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. If you like this show please give us a five-star rating and a review and be sure to tell your friends because listen, there's plenty of room aboard the Hot Mess Teacher Express. Also to make sure that you don't miss an episode, subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcasts and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Hot Mess underscore Teacher Express. We'll see you next time on the Hot Mess Teacher Express. Bye.